Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Episode 7, Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland emanating from 23rd and Vine, which is actually on East Carson Street in the south side. We want to thank Bob, Lou, and Ray for letting us hang out here in their wine cellar. So, guys, uh, I got to tell you, Sheila, you hit a home run introducing us to Bob Cramner with the the demon on Brownsville Road. Uh, Did I make you afraid? Yeah. I mean, I didn't expect what we got from him if you want to check out episode six, this tied in. Jimmy, your friend with the uh, retired exorcist. That's right. And I, as I said on, on your show uh, uh, yesterday, I don't get, like, God bless Bob for staying in the house. If a demon told me to leave the house, I'd leave the house. I would have left. I'd, and, I'd leave and the house. How would a Pittsburgh I demon tell you to leave the get house? Get out. First thing was get out. <laughs> I'm at Larry's door going, Larry, can I stay here? Why? The demon <laughs> kicked me out of the house. <laughs> Said I'm too messy. But or Bob's whatever. done but well off of that book, and now there's a movie in the works. Yeah, so he Jimmy, did something right by staying. I, I'm pushing for Jimmy to play The Exorcist. Thank you. I know you are <laughs> casting me. I appreciate it. I'm really pushing this. I would worry with. I thought like you know Bob's going to sit there and go, who's going to play him? Yeah. Because you know? if you or me, I'd be worried like oh they're going to find some little pudgy guy to play me because perfect. <laughs> But I'd, I'd want like Liam Neeson or somebody. You know, so. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. But I'm going to cast you out to hell or whatever. Mark, like. Mark Ruffalo, maybe. Yeah, yeah Mark Ruffalo. How about that? I like Mark Ruffalo. Okay, That's yeah. good. Let's Thanks, Scott. Thanks, man. And we welcome back Scott Mervis, who is the music critic, Post-Gazette, for a few decades. A few. A few. You know, we'll, we won't. Start at 10. Date you yeah. seventeen decades we'll now. Carbon, carbon date your your hoodie to find out. But we wanted Scott to come back because there's some exciting music happenings coming. This, I, ne- I never said that this month. No, I swear I'm saying you did. No, no wait, I, I swear gonna, you did. I, was, I came on to tell you of how dull it's going to be. Really? No, no, no. <laughs> In that case, this uh, yeah, segment. This segment is over. <laughs> 90 seconds in. It was good. Scott, All right, you'll so be on your way now. There's one that I want to ask you about in detail. So what's the first November music performance that we can expect in Pittsburgh? The first November The first one. big one, the in fir- your okay. mind. Okay. Well, the last time I was here with Rich Angler, we were singing the praises of Mick Jagger. He had just been here. Right. Can I give you Bob Dylan? 
Wow. Yeah. We're going two years older than Mick Jagger now. With he's Bob 80. 80. He's 80 years old. It, he's you know, 80? The, be- the beauty of it, though, is he looked 80 <sighs> at 60. <laughs> <laughs> and he and acted 80 at 40. He has all his hair, though. <laughs> kind of but he does. He, I saw that he was coming. We talked about this with Jim and the guys that went out to Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. They're pitching a film called The Gaslight Cafe, which was oh, this right. place in New York where really the footprint of NYU is where they had in the 60s this back it was like a speakeasy of the time yeah. and that's where bob dylan got his start yes so we all thought it would be cool if we could go see bob dylan at rmu's upmc center on their campus in moon so i looked up interviews with bob dylan you know what popped up interviews the late ed bradley from 60 minutes had a sit down with yes. him about 15 <laughs> years ago yeah and he said to him bob you're one of the greatest poets songwriters what was the inspiration for your music and you know what he said I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. He said, wow. I don't know where that came from. And he goes, Nailed wait it. a minute. He said, you have no idea where those words came from. He goes, no. And he goes, I can't do it now either. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to do Bob Dylan, but he, he would always say that the songs are in the air and then right. he just pulls them out. Like, you know, they're blowing in the wind, right? And then he, and he just grabs them, so he like channels these songs that are already out there. What but, I want to know is he, why he, did he not get someone else to perform the songs for him, though? Because he did. His, well, there were a lot of people say, that performed Bob Dylan. Jimi Hendrix. Right? A lot yeah, of people oh. performed many, yeah. all along the Watchtower. For oh, years, I didn't so realize many. Dylan wrote that but, song. But, you know, it's funny. Yeah, you so many where, artists. Where the, songs like, the most from, covered artists of all time. From the air, though, we were uh, lucky enough. Larry and I were not lucky enough to hang out with Smokey Robinson, right? So we're in his basement of his house. Yes. In his rumpus room. He lives in Pittsburgh area. But yeah, right, Robinson, Smokey right? Smokey Robinson was talking about his neighborhood. Remember, he said he walked into Marvin Gaye's house, and because that was his friend, he was chatting. He said he was uh, playing like, "What's going on?" And he started. And he goes, "Where'd you? Where'd you where'd, who wrote that?" And he goes, "God wrote that, Smokey. God wrote that." Yeah, <laughs> so I'm not that's, writing that's this song. It comes kind from of, wherever. Yeah. And Dylan, whatever you believe. So Dylan so, said that Smokey was the greatest poet of our generation. Yeah. There is a there is a quote of that, right. but I think that that's a little bit con, there's a little bit contention around that quote. What Why? I don't I don't Why? know that Bob Dylan actually said exactly what has been requoted. Come all on, these man! Years. Don't burst well, our bubble. You know, there's a little bit truth. of a bubble to burst there. Go ahead, because you know what? I was writing something about Smokey, and I just right. googled this whole quote recently, and it was slightly twisted around, and it, it wasn't clear whether he was being serious or not, or. Next time I talk to Bob, which is awesome. Are you going to interview Bob? I've never interviewed Bob. The only only time I ever met Bob was stalking him when I was a teenager at the Hilton Hotel, Hmm. just waiting for him to walk into the hotel, which my friend and I managed to do and just say hello to him. And then he just like. You did get to say hi. What did he say? Hey. Oh, he just, I don't (laughs) know that he said anything. He was like, (laughs) I don't know. You know, he just kind of walked by us. We asked him to sign our ticket. I'm a little embarrassed. Judging on the Bradley he, interview, he, he though, I don't do think it. he has a whole lot to say, I, though, in interviews, does he? No, he, he speaks to, through his a music. Man, a few words. But at He's, 80, this probably will be his last trip through Pittsburgh. So if you had any hint of oh. seeing music history, are you going to be there? We can't say last. We, we've been saying last time for so many people. I know we did that for the Rolling times. Stones 30 years ago. For all ago. 17 <laughs> decades of my career at the Post-Gazette, we've been saying this will be the last. We said, you know, when Mick Jagger was 45, this will be his last time. But, but Mick is I mean, an energetic Dylan show. might. 
Mick, Mick has an energetic show. Bob doesn't. He can do it till night. He never did. Yeah. Right. He he never did. Now I'm talking. Have you to. seen Dylan perform before? I assume you have. Have I seen Dylan perform? Yeah. You just asked me that. I yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. Probably about almost twenty, like twenty-five times, maybe. And can you understand okay, a so, word he's singing? Well, here's the thing. Here's the, here's the warning I have to give about this show, and it's uh, what is it, November fifteenth at the UPMC. Dylan is good every other time I saw I've seen him. <laughs> every which time, one are we every on here? Other time, and he was really good the last time I saw. Him. Okay. So maybe you what, should skip this what one. Is there? Why do you think that but, is? Uh, something about the two the two of us. I, I don't know. He, he knows he, that he sees you out there. there. There's the, yeah, the ticket. Yeah, I don't know. Don't but understand. but here's the thing about this tour. Here's here's the cool thing about Dylan. Eighty years old. Last year during the pandemic, he put out his first album uh, since 2012. It went number one in ten countries. It was a really good. It was one of the most acclaimed albums of the year. And on um, he rarely when whenever Dylan tours, you know how some artists like they play the new album. Right. Dylan doesn't he's he's never done that. Like he's I, never been I like I'm that. on tour I with this album. I'm going to play this you know songs from this album. Sometimes he doesn't play any of them. He mumbles the hits. Well, <laughs> he, not just the hits, but he's he's been doing a lot of his obscurities ever since like he started hanging out with the Grateful Dead. Mm. Well, the, he did he did 80s. a whole he, he series of gospel songs for a while. Yeah, right like around 1980. That was when he played the Stanley Theater for three nights in 1980 yeah. I heard he was in a thrasher band as well. <laughs> well, he was with the Traveling Wilburys. Yeah, yeah. But on this tour, he is actually playing songs from Rough and Rowdy Ways, which is, uh, he's like, he opened the tour a couple nights ago. He did like four or five songs from the new album, which is pretty cool. So it'll be the first time for fans to see him do that stuff, which and is good. And that's the name it's of good. the tour, right? Rough and Rowdy Ways. And when right. is it again? I don't know how rowdy it'll be. November, November 15th. Oh, you ready? I'll do my Jimmy Roach. <laughs> uh, Bob Dylan, RMU UPMC, Event Center, Moon Township. Uh, it'll be Monday, November 15th. <laughs> <laughs> Tickets on sale now. No additional shows will be added. They should have you introduce and bring him on. That's <laughs> Jimmy Rich. With Sean, Mc, with Sean McDowell. All right, now <laughs> I heard Kenny Chesney's coming back to Heinz Field next summer. And he's bringing a garbage truck with him, I hear. And he's bringing a, a Pittsburgh guy. Dan and Shay. Dan Smyers. From, Who went to North Allegheny. I can't Allegheny. figure out what neighborhood he grew up in because we're not allowed to say, uh, what is it, Wexford? In the Post-Gazette, we're not allowed to use the Why? term Wexford. Why not? Because it's not an actual place. What do you really? mean? Oh. I live there. Not like, but, wow. but you, Why? You, we are not allowed to say that people are from Wexford. Rob, Rob is over here. He can... It's just the mailing address. It's just right? a ma yeah. yeah so it's not. It's not, not like a town? it's not a township. Well, there's a little. Right? Yeah, there's. So it's, you have to it's say weird. Ross or McCandless oh. or Pine or, Township. If they're the mayor of Wexford. They're making it up. Then they're not. Yeah. There's no there's mayor, no mayor yeah, there's of Wexford. No mayor. I can tell you that. <laughs> you could be the mayor. Of what you could I just say you're the I'm mayor. Of All right. So they're coming next June to Heinz Field. Any other highlights? Between shows them? coming, yeah, you got a couple between, shows coming between here. Between now and June, there should yeah. be a couple things. Yeah. What do you um, got? You got for, that notebook okay, for November. You're yeah, sitting got, on got, your notebook. Well, we got hung up on Bob Dylan. What can <laughs> I say? Um, November 10th, which is next week. I don't know when this podcast comes out, but next Wednesday, Gary Tuesday, Clark Jr. Tuesday, I don't know if you're if you're familiar with Gary Clark Jr. Yes. About the closest thing you get to a modern day Jimi Hendrix, okay. I would say. He just can a play. Blazing guitar player. He's an player, amazing great talent. Great writer. Just. Hypnotic performer, hmm. awesome performer. The next night, Flaming Lips. This is both at Stage AE. Okay. Flaming Lips, who puts on one of the most colorful circus-like um, concert productions. Um, 
he'll hmm. maybe go out in his hamster hamster bubble over the crowd as he sometimes does buy it a wow. dollar for every time i've seen jimmy do that <laughs> that's how i close my show the hamster bubble yeah. kills brings people to their feet um and the other other thing i want to point out is that uh late in the month at mr smalls there's a group of pittsburgh guys and you and rod schwartz and the, boy, and the rod, boys my, my, my um, you know all the guys rod, from the affordable friend. floors and 11th hour and they're, they're going to do a tribute to the clash and the pretenders and the jam and the police, which is like an annual event where they they play songs from all these great uh, old punk new wave bands. I've and, seen that show before the pandemic, obviously, but it is an incredible show. Yeah, these guys put on an amazing yeah. show. Highly recommend it. People yeah. are, it seems to me really anxious and starving to get out for entertainment too, because you get a really ripe audience that seems fan friendly. You've experienced that with Absolutely. your show. Absolutely, the crowds are excited to come back, and it's fun seeing. You don't have to wear masks. It's awesome. Also, they just announced uh, Light Up Night, and at Light Up Night, there's going to be a tribute to the Beatles by some of those same Mr. Smalls people. I okay. would imagine. You know, they've done, they do this like Pittsburgh does the Beatles. Pittsburgh plays McCartney. Okay. So and they're going to do the Beatles at Light Up Night, which yeah, will, and Light Up which Night will, has changed this year. So what's the date again on Light Up Night? Now? It's November twentieth. This is the first time on a Saturday night. Oh. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's so a Saturday, some, Saturday some, night light up night. We got some great talent in Pittsburgh. There's some talented musicians and singers. It's kind of cool. Unsung. Show, right? Much of it unsung. All right. Except Look, for Dan uh, Smyers, who will be opening for Kenny Chesney on cool. from <laughs> Wexford. All right. Look yeah. for Scott Perfect. Mervis in the mosh pit at Bob Dylan November 15th. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, party, gladly, yeah. gladly. And maybe, you know, your birthday isn't soon, is it? Because no. I don't want any Greek orgies going on out there. <laughs> Anyway, we're gonna snort. We're gonna like snort, my last one. We'll snort Metamucil with Bob Dylan backstage. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'm read all like about that. it. The Pittsburgh Post Gazette. Scott Mervis. Scott, appreciate you coming over. We know you got to get back to work. Thanks for having me, Larry. <laughs> Thanks, Scott. Sorry to ruin your day. You're listening. <laughs> they don't to even know I'm gone right now. <laughs> Larry Richard, unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Highland. We got Rob Rogers coming. Our Yinzer partner and outstanding political cartoonist. And coming up next, you'll meet the woman behind Yinzer Good. This is Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland, emanating once again from 23rd and Bion East Carson Street, Southside. And we always appreciate uh, Bob Bozzelli. It's really Buzzelli in, in Italian. Yes. Mm -hmm. And uh, Louis Caputo. And then there's the third Italian, Ray Sefsik. Mm. Maybe he's not Italian. Sefsikaloni. We appreciate uh, they're allowing us to do this in their wine cellar, which is a great place near the Birmingham Bridge if you get a chance. And we're finding opportunities to introduce you to some amazing people in the region. Yins are good. The woman behind it is Tressa Glover. Thanks for coming down. Hey, Tressa. Hi, Tressa. How did our producer, Dick Roberts, lure you into the basement here? I don't know if I should talk about that. That might be between <laughs> well, it's uh, the two of us. Yeah, oh, it is unfiltered. Well, but I heard you guess. say you've been part of that great show that they do every year called Off the Record. Yes. Which they get Ken Rice and all these media people to mm -hmm. kind of spoof our local elected officials. It's so good. And he's hilarious. Ken Rice is hilarious. Oh, he's good. He oh, my is. gosh. It's I used to so anchor funny. with Ken back at WTAE. Very yes. few people remember that. That's right. It was a very yeah. short-lived uh, little six-month thing where the, he and I anchored together and he was the funniest man. He's Doesn't cool. he look no like idea. George Clooney a little bit? He yeah. does a little he's bit. Cool. Yeah, he's, yeah. He's, cool. he's, very, he's very cool. You know what's funny is 
I've seen that off the record, mm-hmm. with Larry and, and Rob, and yeah, and, and the it's a sta- it's amazing how funny. Mm-hmm. I mean, major league funny. It's the people you don't so expect well to be that funny. I mean, these guys That's I right. do, I know them, but I'm saying, like you said, like Ken Rice or an anchor or somebody. Mm-hmm. Wow, the timing and everything and the mm-hmm. writing is amazing. And it's hilarious because the amount of rehearsal time. <laughs> okay, so it's is not long. Oh not no! Long. Well, technically the rehearsal period is long, but the actual amount of time. There have been many times where the first we have one tech rehearsal at the Biom. Otherwise, we're rehearsing on the West End at PMT. But there have been times at that tech when we're like, oh, nice to meet you. You're in the show, too. Wow. Because it's like a four-week period, but everyone's volunteering their time. And it's, of course, we all, you know, try to be there whenever we can. But with everybody's schedule, sometimes you're meeting people, you know, a day yeah. or two before the show. Like, oh, hey, Which cool. You're in this number, too. Yeah. It, it comes together. It, but it comes. It's the it's beauty annual and the magic. in early fall, right? Yes. First week of October, usually. The last two years have been virtual. So they had us. My husband uh, is in, uh, does them as well. And they had us do. There's always a big opening number. Mm-hmm. And so they actually asked some of us. They send us a verse. And they send us the instrumental. And so we have our little earbuds in, and we record ourselves with our verse okay. wherever we can do it. And then yeah. they, and some, and they edit and piece it all together so you can watch it. You know, so you know. I hear it's great. I haven't seen the virtual one, but in the past they're very entertaining. Meanwhile, that. how did this come about for you? How did you get involved in off the record? And what have you been doing your whole life? Oh my. I'm on for an hour and a half, right? Okay, so first, <laughs> I was born. Don't worry, was, we interrupt a lot. <laughs> oh, fabulous. Oh, wait, I'm Italian-Irish. It's I grew up that way. It's all interruptions. <laughs> Italian-Irish. That's I am. fascinating. I am. Very, very Pittsburgh. It is very, very Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh. combo there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm an actor, is my thing. So I, and I went to Penn State. Can I say that? Is that all right? Sure, Penn sure. State. It's okay. I also like Pitt. I'm not, I don't have a problem with Pitt now. Um, but I went to Penn State, and I studied uh, theater there, and then I was in New York for a while in Chicago and made my way back to Pittsburgh. And so I do a lot of theater at the, the public, city theater, you know. Mm-hmm. Can all I the just ones. say too, because yes. I told you we'd be interrupting, that of course. you come across as very theatrical. You have that amazing face. This is, of course, a podcast, but you have those bright eyes and that resonant there voice. There is a camera. Well, we do have a camera on too, but oh, most no. people will be listening to this. But you just, you just ooze theatricality and like, oh my goodness. I'm an actress. Theatricality. <laughs> oh, I wow. like that. Is that a word? Thank you. Wow. It's a word. Well, if it's not a word, it is now. So eloquently, it is a word when you say it. So you like, oh, do you do film you also? And everything? I do. You do everything? I've gotten more into film the last few years and even over the pandemic, I was able to do um, Archive 81, which was the Netflix show that was here. Okay. Yes. And then two episodes of A League of Their Own. Oh, oh, great. Okay. I did that. That's going to be both coming of those, out. I'm a bad guy, which I've never gotten to do in my life. And I can't <laughs> say any Wait, more than that. But it was so fun, fun to be a bad guy. Totally fun. When is that coming totally out? Fun. The League of Their Own we Pittsburgh version. There were some stops and starts. I mean, with all of them with COVID, sometimes there would right. be a, a, you know, we'd have to take a break. But they were, uh, League of Their Own was scheduled July through October. And I know that they, it got bumped a bit. So I don't actually know for either one. So a lot of productions in Pittsburgh still? Still. Good. Oh, yeah. There's a few right now. There's all, yeah. Let me, let me put you on the spot with Jim sitting here. Uh-oh. Could Jim be the exorcist in Bob Cramner's movie, The Demon on Brownsville Road? Does he have Thank what it takes? Larry's my agent. I'm going to get you this gig, Jim. I'd like Thanks. to see him read. I would not. I would say yes to that. Ooh. Well, you're assuming. I, okay. <laughs> so, what would you say as the exorcist? Give Paul, yeah. there's a demon in your house. You're going to get out or stay. It's up to you. If I me, I go. See, I cast but, you on but that. If, but if I go to the movies, only two minutes, so stay. 
<laughs> and that's real good. You Thank did it real good. Thank you. Uh, that's, that is I really see, good. That's how that better be the that better be the voice now because you. okay, yeah. okay. the bar now. has been set very high. If they, <laughs> if they want this movie to win, yeah. they got to have Jim as the Exorcist yes. doing a Pittsburgh priest. I, I think love it, it has to. Be, I think so. And we have to get Tressa a role too. What would role would you play? Maybe together. Bob's wife. Sure. You could be the wife, terrified wife. Terrified wife. Can yeah, you do a terrified close. wife? Oh, come I on, can. give us a little uh, preview. <laughs> what, would, what would you What would you do? What would you say? Oh no, also also Pittsburghese. I would assume. Oh yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, go for Stay it. Stay in character. Yeah. Road. Yeah. Oh no, this is real scary. That thing just keeps coming out and coming out. I'm real scared. <laughs> That's good. That's really great. <laughs> the writing that was fabulous. That was fabulous good. script work <laughs> there. I did. Thing, I'll tell you what. Mm, I, I got this. Sheila, maybe we could get roles in this. Thing. Be, you could be. You could be the reporter. Hello. I'll Bob. be the guy on the radio that they're listening to. <laughs> Get like, out. What do we call like crying at the Academy Awards? You know, I thank Larry. <laughs> Who got me got this me role? This. I didn't believe in myself, but Larry believed in me. <laughs> thank you, Larry. Thank you, Demon. All right. All right. So, <laughs> Tressa, tell yes. us about Yins Are Good. So, so are being good. an actress and a performer, mm-hmm. you came up with this idea when? I did. So I started, actually, I started thinking about it. I'm going to go with the end of 2019. So pre-pandemic, I just started having the idea of creatively what was happening is I think I was feeling like I wanted to do something different and something more, and I didn't quite know what, it, right. what that meant. And just always staying open to, because I ended up, my husband and I have a theater company also. It's been on hiatus, but um, so I've been a producer. And so I'm always, was always remind myself to stay open to that, of new things and right. new, right? That one path that you're on, there's so many, right? So I was like, what about a podcast? And I listen to podcasts, but I listen, I listen to true crime podcasts mm-hmm. is my thing, which Ian's Are Good is not. But um, I listen to them. I'm like, you know what? What could it be? And I'm, I was thinking about storytelling. And I was thinking about, especially speaking of my families that I come from, it's right. many stories. Italian That's all we do. What part, we what part of Tan? El Partan. I'm from. No, I grew up in Allison Park. You mentioned that earlier. Um, it doesn't Hampton. exist, right? I went to Hampton. That was a I went to Saint yeah. Ursula okay. Grade School. Saint Ursula. <laughs> I went to Alpha Providence Heights Alpha, which was a little Catholic school yeah. on LaRoche's campus. Yeah, I know. Oh. I know where it is. That's where I went. Um, but my parents yes. are from Penn Hills. They both went to Penn Hills, like Oakmont, Verona, Penn Hills. How the hell? Bloomfield, Bloomfield, originally. So Yins are good. Is about storytelling. Like, well, like the mob yeah, so I started and I, w- and I was thinking, oh, and, and I wanted to be something about Pittsburgh. And I thought, what if it's people sharing stories of like good things happening? And then oh. the pandemic started because I was still thinking about it. I said, OK, it's time with everything going on at that time. Okay. Let's get the good news out there, the good stuff out there that people are doing. And how can I do that? So um, I started. Yins are good. And that's, that's, that's how it just I, evolved. I, I think it's brilliant because, Thank you. you know, when you hear something good, you feel good. Good vibes. That's, so it's true, right? That's every, the goal. Yeah. Every self-help coach says that. So that's work. And even from like unknown places or so, or you know, or, or these, and I try to focus too on moments of kindness, you know, because there's no such thing as a small one, right? Because you, you never know, know how it affects. Who are your guests? Yeah. Who do you bring on? And yeah. how do you find out about their stories? Well, this is the thing. And I, so it's been just over a year. I do the podcast every two weeks because it's literally a one woman show. It's me and my dog sometimes is there when I'm recording. It's oh, wonderful, nice. the two of us. Um, but so it's uh, we have people can email me or email us at yinsaregood.com or okay. leave a voicemail, an automated. I have a toll free number where people can call and tell a story. So that's part of it is and it can be anything okay. that has changed your life. Um, and we've I've heard things, you know, I've gotten wonderful stories that, you know, sometimes people will say, oh, I have something. but I don't know if it's like big enough or important. enough. I'm like, stop. There's no such thing. 
It's whatever right. it is. Because sometimes if someone makes you smile on a day that you really thought you couldn't smile that yeah. day, that can change. That changes your day. Sure does. So and there's don't big you find Tressa too that everybody has a story? I mean, mm -hmm. everybody. You yep. walk along the street and you talk to a stranger. Everybody has a fascinating story to tell if you just pull it out of them. What's yeah. that so number? You do that. And listening, and also yes. and listening yes. to each other. If we really listen, and then we also find this common ground because we're really, I believe, a lot more alike than we are different. And how do we learn that? By asking each other. Sometimes, like, what's your story? Or, but listening and really. Uh, it is 1-833-399-GOOD. 1-833-399-GOOD. Jimmy, write that down. Man, I got <laughs> You got to leave. You, I hope you're recording that, Tress. Oh, you, my gosh. you've got to put that on I your voice. you got to leave a message yeah. as yeah. the exorcist. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'll play These it. These are good. Don't be bad. <laughs> you has got to be real good. I'll, I'll I absolutely also, love that. I also We're going to turn that Demon of Brownsville Road into a comedy. This is going to be a skit. <laughs> Instead of a way, yeah. You should do uh, once a month a Yins are bad episode. I thought about, or Yins ain't good. That was my Yins ain't good. Once in a it's while. A, no, it would have to be. In, don't call us. Right? We'll call <laughs> you. Yins are good. And you want to make, if you have the polar opposite, right. yins ain't no good. Oh, yins ain't <laughs> no, no good. Name, you got to put the no in there. Yeah. Yeah. No also in that. But I heard the University of Pittsburgh, in an effort to be inclusive of everyone, they're saying, don't say ladies and gentlemen. No. They're saying, use yins. What? I sent you guys that it. story. Oh, officially, say in. Yes. What? what? I'm not kidding. Larry, mm -hmm. That's I thought, a I thought fact. I was it serious. So you, you say yins. You're, it's permissible now at that level to greet Finally. people with yins. How, how about y'all? No. no, I lived in I lived in the southwest for a while, and you picked that up real southwestern PA. Y'all, well, no, <laughs> southwest <laughs> United States, Oklahoma. It's, it's like the low, low south part, Larry. But, uh, that's right. hard so, to get rid of, y'all. Yeah, it, it went from y'all to after I moved to Pittsburgh, you all, you all. That makes sense. But oh. I think that's nice. It has a nice ring to it. It's well, not about the same a, as Yins, but it has a nice ring. They've to done that. forensic studies dialect studies mm -hmm. on why we talk the way we do in pittsburgh right yes and, why do and i we? actually part of it i we? actually know so part of this is the scots irish were the first europeans to settle here and when you think about a lot of that of the yinzer dialect if you think of the sound of it and kind of the cadence of it yeah you can hear if you think of scots irish or that lilt to it but it's also because um so many immigrants when they were coming here to work in the mills were learning English from each other and everybody had their own dialect okay. as they were learning English. And so it kind of all started blending together. And even, oh, for example, Nebi, one of my favorite Pittsburgh words. That's a great one. I've, well, I guess I've heard it from two sources. So I, that's, I would like to check for more. No, but um, that that's actually a word used in Scotland that yeah, means yeah. nosy. Oh. So that literally huh. could have been directly so pulled from there. So it's not really here. a Pittsburgh word. We can't claim it's it. It's because of those Scots. We share it. Do you do an accent, a Scottish accent? Oh, mm -mm. I can do, not Scott. Scottish is very difficult for me. I don't but even think I could do? try you it. You play the bagpipes. Try us out. What can uh, you do? Uh, Give us an Sean accent. Connery's How about a British accent? Uh, yes. Oh, sure. I can I'll do British. Oh, oh, or I can do Southern. Southern is, you know. Oh, Southern's But it depends which part. So you can do a good y'all. I do a y'all, you know. Jim can do but Scottish. Don't, I, uh, well, I just did Scottish Tom is hard. Don't be never, Larry. Don't <laughs> there you be go. never. It's, it's a hard sort of, one. It's a hard one. That's Tough. good to do, though. Yeah. I did, may I, I want to add something? Because yeah. when you're asking, like, who's on the show? Also, because mm -hmm. I have to say, it also morphed into, um, 
I interview organizations and groups all over the city who are doing really good things. Oh, and I'd okay. had that idea in the beginning, and then it's now every episode. There's at least one or two. And they're usually nonprofits, but don't have to be. Right. Um, but just people who are just doing incredible things right here in Pittsburgh, helping. And every week, I'm like, oh, my gosh, how did I not know about these people? You know, we are nice people. This guy does more I, I Generally. Too. I mean, I generally. Like, but that's what I mean. Would we qualify, Tressa? I mean, we're doing good things, aren't we? Or, okay, don't answer that. We have that. to work I'll get back hard. To you. Right? I'll have my people <laughs> look into it. But no, it, it is. And that's what's been, to me, getting to meet, because it's all until recently been over the phone, just, you know, recorded right. calls mm-hmm. and meeting these people and getting to go to some of their functions as it opens up more. But it's just, and when you hear, and, and so many too, what I'm so inspired by is when you hear their stories and when so many of these people who started these organizations, it was one person and it usually came out of a really difficult time in their life. Right. And they figured out, okay, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to pull people with me who need the same help. And how mm-hmm. can I? So it wasn't even just about how do I help myself. It's also there's so, if I, if this is happening to me, it's happening to other people. And how can I help everybody else? And it's just. Mm. I like it. Well, look it's at good. you. She's good. good. Yeah, you it's are. A, it's a, yeah, it's nice. It's a nice. White We're bad. She's good. You know, trying to get it out. The hey, good. don't have to balance. Well, I didn't know. Yeah, thank you. I meant me and the actress. Are you starting to get a following now? Yes, we are. I think we're still, um, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, let's see, about 3,500 plays, 32 episodes. So that's pretty good for something that's Pittsburgh. You know, when you're, you know, that's the one thing out there. It's yins are good. So, you know, kind of might shrink it. Well, after you're on this podcast, I'm sure you'll get at least another three more. You've got, yeah, that would be the The three three of us. (laughs) Tressa Glover, the woman behind yins are good. Look for her in. A League of Their Own yeah. and other stuff. And they did a great article on you at the uh, Post-Gazette. So check that out. Nice to meet you. It's so nice to yeah. meet you. Please, Thanks for coming, Thank Tressa. You. Please you. keep Jim in mind for oh, yeah. a role in the future. Mm-hmm. We, got, mm-hmm. we got this Bob Kramer role. We're going to get I it. I mean, it's, it's a done deal. This great. is Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn and Sheila Hyland. We got the great Rob Rogers, political cartoonist extraordinaire, standing by. And he'll be sitting shortly. You're listening to Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland, and we appreciate you tuning in. We want to introduce you to a man who really doesn't need any introduction unless you don't know him. And we'll but, give you one anyway. I, but I'm pretty sure you know his work, even if you don't know him. Rob Rogers spent three decades as the political cartoonist, the Post-Gazette. He's penned books, I hate to say written books, because it's your artwork, and right. uh, you, you have to be funny and gifted in the way you present your stuff, and there's such a cool vibe to what you do, Rob, that uh, I know the three of us are big fans. So the great Rob Rogers. Thank Rob. you. Yes, Thank Rob, you, Larry. Thanks for being here. Jimmy? And Sheila? may I say, also, a great performer, it was one of those surprise performances way back in the night of the singing dead. That's right. With Carl, I, I yeah. saw that. You guys yeah. were fantastic. Yeah. And and Rob, you know, I only knew him as an artist and mm-hmm. political cartoonist, mm-hmm. but I didn't know you had this singing ability. Wait, I do actually. Sing? When I when I was in grad school, I uh, paid my way by singing in bars. Yeah. No yeah. I used way. to do really? covers. No, I'm not actually. You're no, I had no, no idea. No, I made a lot of money. I've known you for what? And then actually, now. <laughs> you two should start a duet. <laughs> yeah, and then Jim is singing now. Jim I know he is. I know he is. Career. I'm a little worried about that. <laughs> you got your song in a band now, me and Larry. Yeah. Sheila, we got to bring you in too. Uh, yeah, yeah, well, I'll play the tambourine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but I, yeah, I, I, I picked up the guitar when I was in uh, college and, and just, you know, I, I'm not great at the guitar, but I, but I, I think I have a bit of a voice was that I like can. Was like folk kind of? Yeah, yeah, I would do Neil Young and, okay. and Eagles. I can see you doing that. Yeah. Yeah. James Taylor. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Yeah. You're, you're amazing. <laughs> Rob, I'd love to hear <laughs> it, man. That'd be so man. cool. That's yeah. a podcast. We would rob the yeah, guitar. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, we can do that. Grad school? Did you? Well, you you went. You that's how you got to Pittsburgh is coming to school, right? Right, exactly. So so this is an interesting story. I I forgot about Sheila being in Oklahoma, but I was there for ten years. My my ten? dad really? my dad got a job okay. at the hospital there, uh, university, and um, he was a, he's a pulmonary physician, um, and and when I moved there, I was in eighth grade. So and and I lived there until I graduated college, and then then he moved to Pittsburgh with my two brothers and my stepmom. And so I followed him out here to go to CMU for, for, uh, to get an MFA in painting. So What's thought I might MFA? be a, I thought I might be a real artist. That's how, <laughs> you know, that's how dumb I am. You know, Larry, masters of fine arts. It's not what you think it is. Oh, Just put it that yeah, way. yeah, yeah. No, masters of fine arts. <laughs> Carnegie Mellon. That's so that's prestigious, time, man. man. Yeah. That's, that's the big time. Yeah, it is. So it they is. recognized was, your talent early on. They did. They did. Although I will say this, that I, I did apply there as an undergrad, like halfway through my college career, because they, they moved while I was still in, while I was in college and, right. and said, oh, there's this great school here in Pittsburgh. You should you should apply. And I would have lost like a year and a half because I would have had to start out as a freshman. But I thought, all right, I'll try just for my dad. You know, I didn't get in. <laughs> no, I didn't get in as an undergrad oh, okay. because my stuff wasn't good enough. I mean, that's oh, wow. how that's how tough it was. Okay. I came out for a summer to visit them uh, before my senior year, and I took some classes at CMU, so I got to know the professors, and, you know, it's, it's all about who you know, you know. Mm -hmm. Then I went back sort of inspired to do better work, and I did these big eight-foot paintings <laughs> on Masonite. And then, because I knew them, I got in huh. for, for graduate school, but I wasn't good enough to get in as an undergrad, so that, that tells you. And it's intriguing, isn't it? Yeah. And then yeah, how did you that. end up in the Post-Gazette? Well, so all along, even in college and high school, and well, since I was a little kid, I, I did cartoons, I drew cartoons. So um, when I got to graduate school, I didn't tell them I was a cartoonist because they, they sort of looked down on that, you know, and I didn't, <laughs> I didn't want them to know. But, but as, I, as I was getting ready for my master's show and I was sort of finalizing everything, I thought, well, you know, I still love cartooning, I want to try mm -hmm. it. And so I, I went to the, the CMU paper. They had already had you know, a dozen cartoonists that were doing comic strips and things like that. So they didn't really have room for a political cartoonist. So I went over to the Pitt News. So I was the cartoonist for a semester for the Pitt News, uh, editorial cartoonist. They had, a, they had a guy doing local stuff for the campus, you know, and then I was doing national stuff. And that's how uh, the Pittsburgh Press at the time, right? Um, they saw my stuff in the Pitt News and they, they said, give us a call. And so that's how it happened. Huh. And under that yeah. umbrella, you created uh, Brood on Grant Street, which right. Brood on Grant, which was so popular because yeah. you you have an incredible way of skewering people <laughs> with art. Right. And and that's such and, a talent. And the, you're and, right. And the best part about it is the reason I'm such a big fan uh, uh, of Rob's. It's to me, it's not mean. Mm. It's just funny. And, and there's a realness to it, the, real, the honesty or whatever <laughs> makes you laugh, and that's comedy. That's the purest form of comedy. I, I still remember when I came on your show on DVE and, and early on, you know, mm. before I really knew you that, yeah. that well, and you said, man, the way you draw that guy, that Pittsburgh guy that comes into the diner, you know, you were like, that's it, that's him, that's <laughs> it, you nailed it, man. <laughs> that's I the know. guy. 
That's somebody Jim knows very well. Yeah, right. Very impressed. Yeah, yeah. But it really resonated. And, of course, you've been published in national publications all along. I, I remember seeing your stuff in magazines and yeah. as we are before I even Back knew when there you. were magazines. Yeah. yeah. Remember magazines <laughs> yeah. paper and you would say, Hey, that guy's from Pittsburgh. Yeah. Well, I didn't know where you were from, but the fact that you were our guy, I yeah. mean, you've been here long enough where you've become a Yinzer. Yeah. I was, I was born in Philadelphia, lived there till I was 14. And then, like I said, Oklahoma uh, de detour Came through Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know the Oklahoma I, yeah, part. Yeah. I didn't know the singing. So, <laughs> so actually that's where I picked up the guitar. So I had a lot of friends who did, you know, Willie years. Nelson and you know, that kind of stuff. So when uh, I had a TV show, when I first got to KDKA, oh, that's right. Rob was a guest and you know, he was famous then. And the producer was, Roger Shepard, he was, was in. Famous. <laughs> you were in the paper. I was, paper I was, was in the paper. Big time. Yeah, big I mean, yeah. Let's be honest. Everybody knew Rob Rogers and yeah. still does. Yeah. And my producer was a fan. Rob uh, Roger Shepard was his name, and he was also a drummer in the Spuds. Oh uh, yeah, I know the Spuds. Sure, I've been. I've and been he was a big fan of yours. He goes, "Hey, I booked Rob Rogers for the show, <laughs> and you came on, and that's Sophie Maslow was, was the, the mayor. Press. Yes, yeah. and you you drew some stuff right there." On, on the set and gave me autograph that I kept yeah. it. I have it. Yeah. They're all like aged No, no, no. These are all good. <laughs> the only thing was his sense of humor. He said, I, your mom stopped watching 50% of your audience is gone or no, something no, you like missed that. It. You, missed it. you missed the joke. I, the the, the lead-in is, we lost 50% of your audience share. Your mom stopped watching. <laughs> I mean, do your eyes just, are your, your thoughts, your ideas just come to you like that? Or does it take a while? To are you going to say like bit? Dylan? Oh, no. on Grant Street. Come out of the air. <laughs> no, really, because, because you, you have the artistic talent. And I'm looking at this Yinzer on a shelf. This is, this is incredible what you've done with these cards. And we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. to take the humor and and combine the two and then the political skewering that you're able to do is, is pretty incredible you know the humor was early like when i was a kid i i could look back at my cartoons that i drew as a kid and see that i had a sense of humor and i had some some comic timing mm -hmm. um but then when i got into college then then they you know they asked me if i wanted to be the the editorial cartoonist uh, this was at osu was the first school that i went to uh oklahoma state so um you know, I was like, I don't know how to do political cartoons, but then I learned, you know, you right. sort of learn as you mm -hmm. go. And um, and I remember uh, thinking when I got to Pittsburgh, I remember the editor said, well, you're going to have to, you know, I'd only been here two years at CMU. And mm -hmm. so he's like, you got to you got to learn all about Pittsburgh. <laughs> so so that's what I did. But in terms of coming up with jokes, you know, I think it's it's things that I feel are funny. Um, they, do, they they don't just come to me. I have to work at it. And like like Jimmy will tell you about writing comedy. You know, I have my sketchbook, and and you can look at my sketchbook. Sometimes it has like you know lots of stuff written out that are crossed out and starting over. But um, but oftentimes I can see a visual. I can see sort of what's funny about it. Um, and then when you have people like you know, like Sophie Masloff or you know characters. or yeah characters that you can you can rely on. You can go back to that well again and right. again, like with with um, Luke Ravenstall. You know, I made him the six-year-old boy that would come into the <laughs> right. diner and 
and and he you know he would drink from a juice box uh-huh. you know and like that that idea came to me because at first I was going to have him <laughs> drinking a milk carton because he's too young to drink coffee right so <laughs> so I was gonna I had the milk carton sort of sketched in and then I went I went to lunch and um, and I was walking in to get a coffee uh, after lunch and and this woman was coming into the coffee shop I held the door for her and I was thinking about the cartoon I was like it's not quite right and she had a, a, a kid in a stroller you know her son and and she brings him in and says honey do you want your juice box now or do you want it later and I was like ding <laughs> I was like Perfect. juice box that's what he's got to have <laughs> and then it became a thing you know and everybody loved it I love that stuff and yeah. so how this all happened Sheila with Jimmy Rob and I Dick we were doing a uh, spaghetti breakfast fundraiser for the little sisters of the poor mm-hmm. Jimmy came Jack Bogut came, who was my predecessor. He was the guy before the guy I replaced, uh, the late John Cigna. And Dick Roberts says, do you think you could introduce me to Jim Crenn? Like, <laughs> and I told Dick, I said, he's very hard to approach. <laughs> but let me try. He thinks he's an exorcist. So I introduced Dick, and he starts talking to us about these Yinzer greeting cards. And I'm thinking of all the harebrained things people have pitched us yeah we're thinking greeting cards and then we thought about it because jim has a wonderful sense of humor and the yinzer brand since we're both natives and so we thought well we got to get an artist and we need somebody who has an iconic look that would be a brand for everything we do in the Yinzer But line. when you couldn't get him, you said, so, hey, <laughs> what about Rob? <laughs> well, Rob and I were friends for a while, and uh, he always would help me out and do shows. He went on podcasts, and Rob was always just loyal and just no question. Anytime I say, Rob, he helped me out. Come on, yeah. But we do it in front of live audience these shows, and he gets huge laughs, you know, in front of the audience. That, that, to me, is a comedian. That's something Remember when of. we did a podcast where I actually showed my cartoons? Yes. <laughs> we were at uh, Bricklog. And, and I was like, it was but cool. it's a podcast. Yes. And I just tortured him, man. I would call all the time and leave messages on ideas. That's great, Jim, because I always wanted to work with him. And now here we get to, I get to work that's with right. him. So we asked Rob, and you know, so we're the four guys behind the Yinzer brand. So we have the... Greeting cards, and it's uh, absolutely the latest is Yinzer Elf on a Shelf. <laughs> He's watching you. Sienna sent me down here to make sure Yin's kids ain't rooting for Cleveland. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So between Jimmy and and Rob, so fries on everything, a Yinzer cookbook, gum bands, Stellar's their number one egg nog and that. Yep. Rob just did. Rob did you ladies see these? These are hot off the press. By the way, available at your favorite Giant Eagle Hallmark store. And then we and then we got into the chocolate business too. Yeah, Yeah. the chocolate bars. I got a Sarah's chocolate last week, Rob, Mm -hmm. and um, it it didn't last. It didn't taste as funny as it looks. Yeah, we want to save it as the inaugural candy bar, you know, for the next fifty years. But it just didn't make it. The thing I love about Rob and doing these with us, we do these, Larry, is yeah, you get ideas and stuff. We always brainstorm ideas. But I'm intrigued on how Rob will take an idea and he'll, you know, as most of his originals, that we, he'll edit. Something. Right. Like I might have well, an idea, but you'll know how to do it visual, where I don't know how to do it visual. Like. Yeah, so, so Jimmy came up with the idea of be sure to leave a parking chair for Santa, mm-hmm. you know, and 
but but he but he didn't he didn't visualize it on the roof, right. and I thought I it's got to be on the roof. That's yeah. Yeah. perfect. Yeah, see, that's, so, he does it all the time. Like, so like, I yeah I took that idea, and, and or I'll say something that's too long, and I'll say no, you could do this, and yeah, yeah. It's an editing in his mind. So yeah, it's a nice, it's just a fun. Yeah, it's I've a had fun to, project. I've had to fix a few of your near near <laughs> rhymes that didn't well, work. Yeah, I'm, no, not, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> it's a process. It's a process. Hey, no. I, was, hey, I studied <laughs> at CCAC when you were at CMU, buddy. Give me back. I'm just kidding. But no. we, I want to also it's, recognize, Jim, we always wanted to have a philanthropic attachment to everything we do. So Jim said, hey, what about Animal Friends? You've been with yeah. them for over 30 years. So portion of the proceeds go to animal friends and they're on the back of every card and uh they've been great partners with us since the beginning and then we have the saris candies with spencer's voice which deals with opioid addiction and overdose which is such an important thing Mm -hmm. so we're always trying to connect somewhere in the community i'm I'm pretty proud of that part too yeah yeah it's great because if people think yin's getting rich doing this and the answer is (laughs) no No. uh, there's so much yin's and stuff out there it's fun to have something where we feel it hits a a real chord real pittsburgh so what's next for rob rogers i know you've been working on some things well I'm, i'm still doing political cartoons every day uh and I'm syndicated. Um, if you go to my website, robrogers.com, you can see all the social media places. You can follow me or whatever. But um, I just got back from D.C. last weekend where I was presented at the Library of Congress with the Herblock Award, Ooh. which is a editorial cartoonist award cool. uh, for best editorial cartoons of the year. Wait a so minute. Wow. This is so like awesome. an Academy Award for what you well, do actually, yes. actually, that was my joke. I said... I said, it's the Academy Award for editorial cartooning, and I showed, like, the, the statue. And then I said, but ours would be much funnier, and it's an exaggerated, like, <laughs> cartoon character, you know. Did they give you an but, actual look award to hold? Oh, yeah, there is. It's, it's a big, giant pen nib that's made by Tiffany's. Like, really? So, so it's like, and they, they give you a case for it. Because You're so it, humble, man. Yeah, I can carry that around. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> you well, thank do you. do what you love yeah. day in and day and out. Oh, it's, it's a blast. Yeah. We feel certain that... Jimmy, at some point, will accept an award similar for being a exorcist in this movie. <laughs> I'd carry my award around. A though, Yinzer man. exorcist. Yeah, yeah. We, we love working with you, Robin. It's just, you know, oh no, it's been such a it's been such a fun uh, fun pro- uh, project to work yeah. with you guys. It's Thanks cool, for man. having me. Oh know? man, I'll tell you, and uh, it's we're very blessed to be able to do the things that we liked each individually, collectively, mm-hmm. work together too. Yeah. So. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks, Rob Rogers. Check him out hey, and check out his website. Check out his work with our Yinzer greeting cards Congratulations and on candies oh, and thank you. Yinzer foods and Thanks, shirts and Sheila. Oh, just happy to see you again, Rob. Good to see Keep you. Doing what you're doing, Jimmy. One Go more time. Rest. I need. I need a little. <laughs> Get out of my house, <laughs> you demon! Get away now! Man. I am gonna make Goodbye. this happen. In the name of Chuck Noll and Jack Lambert, get out of my house. <laughs> Larry Richard Unfiltered with Jim Crenn, Sheila Highland. And again, thanks, Rob Rogers. Go to Odyssey. It's a free app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, or go to kdkradio.com. Episode 7, or is it 8, in Uh, the books? We've lost track. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.